0: You've probably heard it all before, but this time, let Dr. Lanker connect the dots in a way that makes the Christian faith come alive. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Lanker, and I'm here to help you connect the dots. As a pastor and professor for the last 30 years, I want to help you not only understand the Christian faith, but to make it a transformative part of your everyday experience. Join me as we connect the dots. Now, I don't know how you feel about how the answer has turned out to this question. Hopefully, it's brought some encouragement and it's brought a deeper understanding of all that God has to offer us. That's where it brought me as I engaged with this question almost 20 years ago. The reason that I came to this question was because of just reading through the Gospels. And I was in Matthew and got to Matthew chapter 19 and the story of the rich young ruler. That story opened up for me a way of viewing God's goodness and His Gospel in a way I had never seen it before. And so I just want to unpack this a little bit so that not only can you understand the journey, but you can understand the question and why it's so key to the Christian faith. If you want to walk through with me in Matthew chapter 19 verse 16, you can also find its parallel in Luke chapter 18 starting in verse 18. But in Matthew chapter 19 verse 16, it says this, and someone came to him and said, teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may obtain eternal life? I want us to do what I was trained to To do in seminary, which is not just read and pay attention to a text in the way that you've always heard it, but really look at what the words are really saying. And the first thing that we notice here is that this person, what we see from Luke and what has been passed on to us by tradition, is that this is a rich young ruler, a person who is asking for eternal life. Now, what we've learned through this process is that eternal life is a deep, intimate relationship with God now and forevermore because he exists eternally and is offering himself. Well, who's standing right in front of this young man? The one he is standing in front of is God come in human flesh. So in essence, what he's asking for is, how can I have an intimate relationship with you, Jesus? Jesus can see what he's moving towards. And so he pressures him and he says, why are you asking me about what is good? There is only one who is good. Can, can you connect the dots here and see that I am God come in human flesh? I am the only one who is good? He can't. Nor does it seem that he really is willing to see this God and have a relationship with him. Because Jesus jumps past the first four commandments that come from the Ten Commandments. The first four are focused on our relationship with God. And what Jesus is essentially saying by skipping over those is, you really don't care about a relationship with God. You just want to go ahead and be assured that you will have this life with God at some future point. Something that the Jews are debating about and going, man, does life go on or not? How does this all work? Can we be assured that we will be accepted by God? In their world, the, the people who got accepted by God in the future were the ones who showed they were accepted by him in the present. The ones who had wealth, the the people who had authority. God wouldn't give that to you in their mindset unless you were an awesome person. And so this kid is essentially got everything. And so if anybody has eternal life, it's him. It's not about that. It's about something more. And I'm going to unpack that for you and for all the rest of these people listening through this whole time of engagement. So he asks him a question. He says, hey, you need to keep all the commandments. The guy says, which ones? You shall not commit murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal, bear false witness, honor your father and mother, love your neighbor as yourself. He responds, I have kept all these. What am I lacking? I've done everything that you're supposed to do as a Jew. Look at my life. God is blessing me, but somehow I am not assured Of his presence i'm not assured of a relationship with him and this is what jesus the great teacher is just trying to push towards because he wants to speak to this young man and through this young man and this is when he comes to it in verse 21 if you wish to be complete if you wish to be telos if you wish to reach the end for which you were made sell your possessions give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. Throughout the Gospels, whenever Jesus asks someone to come follow him, he is offering them discipleship. This is the first insight that stood out to me almost 20 years ago when I engaged with this text, is that when this rich young ruler was asking about eternal life, Jesus said, you want eternal life? Be my disciple. Why? Because Jesus is God. If we come to him in discipleship, we now have intimate relationship with the eternally present God. That's exactly what eternal life is. So no wonder he offers him discipleship. But it's the responses after this that provided me with the greatest shock and also the greatest insight. And I hope it does the same for you. After the young man goes away because he just can't conceive that a relationship with Jesus in poverty is worth more than anything that he could ever give up. Jesus turns to his disciples and he says to them, It's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say to you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Pay attention. What did the rich young ruler ask Jesus for? He asked him for eternal life. Jesus said, you want eternal life? I give you discipleship. The young man turns down discipleship. Jesus turns to his disciples and says, he just turned down discipleship. He missed out on eternal life. Uh, No, he didn't say that. He said he turned down discipleship. He missed out on the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. As we talked about before, those are just two different ways of talking about the kingdom. To turn down discipleship is to turn down the kingdom of God. Why? Because Jesus is the promised king come to redeem his people. And when we turn away from the one who's here to instruct us into how to live in this eternal kingdom, then we've turned down the opportunity to be brought back into the kingdom of God and to live under God's eternal control. We've missed the opportunity. It's passed us by. We didn't go through the gate. We didn't enter through the door. And so now we've missed out on the opportunity to find purpose, to know why we're made, to to be able to have a job and a focus that uses our gifts and our abilities to bring God the most glory and us the most joy. Turn down discipleship. And not only do you miss out on eternal life, but you miss out on the kingdom of God. And then here's the last one. When the disciples heard this, they were very astonished. And they said, then who can be saved? they are connecting the dot they see that when you turn down discipleship not only do you miss out on a deep intimate relationship with the ever-present god through his son jesus christ but you also miss out on living and restoring god's kingdom and ultimately you miss out on being delivered and healed made right again why because Jesus is our Savior. He's our Savior who doesn't just heal us and set us free from the cross, but our Savior who takes us from the cross into God's work and into. God's kingdom where he is progressively making us more and more and more like him, progressively setting us free, progressively making us whole, making us like himself, restoring his image so that what we say and what we do brings him glory from beginning to end. When the rich young ruler comes to him for eternal life and he turns down discipleship, He misses out on everything else. When we come to Jesus for salvation and we turn down discipleship, we miss out not only on salvation, but we miss out on eternal life and we miss out on the kingdom of heaven. Because Jesus is the only way to the Father and it is only through him that we have life the way that it's supposed to be. May we live fully into this relationship with him because he has so much to offer us. And at the core of it is truly himself. If you enjoyed listening today, please subscribe to our podcast. And if you'd like more information, please visit us at drjasonlanker.com. That's D-R-J-A-S-O-N-L-A-N-K-E-R. May you go in the grace of God, and may you not just understand the Christian faith, but live it more fully this week.